find the baller. My life is more than money and jewelry. My story's so crazy, dog. I said make a movie behind the baller. I went from playing sports to exotic whips. Ain't gotta tell me, dog. I know I'm the shit behind the baller. My life is more than money and jewelry. My story's so crazy, dog. I said make a movie behind the baller. I went from music exec to this podcast. Now I finally feel at home and laugh behind the baller. Yo, yo, what's good, everyone? Happy Monday, and I mean happy BTB day. It's your boy, the Wash Lord, a.k.a. Mr. Bounce Back, and we got a brand new episode of the world-famous, award-winning, and award-nominated Behind the Baller podcast coming to you live and direct from Hollywood, California. This show is brought to you by the eight-time podcast producers of the year, Miles Davis and Jordan Winter with original music by Lakey, theme song by Illegal Cartel. Guys, this is and always will be 100% museum quality professional podcasting at the highest tier. By the time you hear this, I'll be probably at the turn. Nah, shit. Probably be on hole seven. By the time you hear this, I'll be at hole seven at the George Lopez annual celebrity golf tournament. I think it's like his 11th or 13th. I don't know, he's been doing it forever. I love fucking George, man. And I'm taking my mind off the bullshit and focusing on the future of Be Better Incorporated. Guys, I'm feeling good. I'm feeling relaxed. I hope everyone is good. Are you guys ready? Well, let's fucking go. But um, I got some good news. I just can't share with y'all, or at least not yet, if ever. <laughs> but it got me the motivation I needed on Friday. That good news pushed me through the weekend. And trust me, y'all, I needed it badly. Okay, definitely a rough week still, but Friday changed the game for me. Um, actually, I got more good news. Guys, I finally moved into my new home. It ain't like my crib, you know, that I still own. And it, uh, it don't got the million dollar man cave, but it got no rules. Just mine. You know what I'm saying? No worrying about Anybody else telling me what I need to do, no mess, no drama, just simple and clean, right? And I can't wait for the kids to see their new rooms and all the goodies and surprises I laid out for them. Um, you know I love new technology and this home is a super smart home. State-of-the-art security system, full surround sound throughout the entire crib, not just the living room or whatever, you know what I'm saying? TVs outside, the whole nine, barbecue, all that shit. Okay. Everything that I wanted and more. Now, it's a lot smaller, but less is more. And, um, you know, with a new crib, that means I've been spending my days at fucking Target, random furniture stores, at Crate and Barrel, fucking grocery stores, all that. Getting groceries and getting things and fruits and all types of shit um costco you name it on thursday last week my credit card company called me after my card got declined at best buy i was buying some flat screens right and they asked me 
Hi, Mr. Yang, we're just giving you a call. Uh, you know, are you okay? Is everything okay? And I was like, no, it's not. But why are you asking? Oh, you're talking about the card being declined. Yeah, this is, this is fraud. Okay. And every time I talk to fucking the bank, it's like, oh, you're in private wealth. You're in private this. Pri Motherfucker, just get me somebody who could fucking access my account. You know what I mean? I'm like, yeah, and everything's not okay. I didn't speak about my situation. I'm just saying like, well, how can I help you? Right? Why are you guys in my business? And uh, the lady was like, well, Mr. Yang, it seems as if you're going insane on your credit card. And I said, oh, is that right? So would you like me to switch back over to Amex? Because again, mind your fucking business. You know what I'm saying? I appreciate your concerns and the security. Like, you know, I, I do, but I just got a new house. I need to start from scratch. Right? Well, I didn't say this then, but you know, until I can get my clothes and my shoes and random things and kind of finally move in. But again, look, it's me. My card is in my possession and thank you. I end up using a different card. Thank God I have several credit cards. But anyways, can you guys please approve my next few purchases and have a nice day and a hung up? And then, of course, at Restoration Hardware, card gets declined again, right? And I'm ready to just fucking just, man, but we're good, good. All right, new crib, new energy. Summer is just around the corner. There will be barbecues. Uh, guys, I'm learning how to cook from my homie who's a chef and uh, she was um, Floyd Mayweather's chef for many years. She's going to teach me the basics that I already know, but kind of like, you know, give me that little extra, um, the lesson and spices and seasoning and, you know, eyeballing things, time and shit like that. By the way, Nick is actually a pretty decent cook, but to be fair, she had a really great teacher, right? And it's wild that my mom was a real chef for um, most of her life. She was one of the best fucking cooks. I it's, Seriously, to this day, she, the food has always been... My mom's never cooked a bad meal. She just doesn't really cook anymore. I think I've talked about this, right? My mom used to own a really popular Korean restaurant for years in K-Town. And then she owned one of the most famous Korean bakeries. But I never cared to ask her for help or like ask her how to, you know, what was her kimchi jjigae recipe and, you know, and certain things. But now I might have to tell her to pull up. You want to know what's wild? It's three months into this shit and I haven't even told her what's going on because I just don't got the heart to have this, well, one, the heart to tell her and then the discussion. I just cannot have that discussion at this time. I just can't. I'm the only one of her kids who has failed in their marriage and, um, with all the trouble and the doubts that she had about me growing up, I was the one who shocked her the most with my career, my accolades, and just the success I've had, right? And um, what's funny is she's, you know, always told, you know, Nick and other people in my family, whatever, um, that she just, wish, just wishes I was always happy. And that's all she cares about. I was healthy and happy. Just typical of a mom, but you know, you realize how important that is when you become a parent. Now, my brother's been married for 30 years. Okay. He got a late start with kids, but my sister is at 22 years, you know, two kids, um, one at an Ivy League, another one at a great private university. And look, I tried, guys. <laughs> 
you know, but it wasn't written for me. I like to say it wasn't even really my fault, really not all the way, whatever. But like I mentioned previously on this show, I got no interest in dating anytime soon. I don't even see myself getting married ever again at this point in my life. And if I was younger and wanted more kids, then maybe. But again, who the fuck knows? I just don't want another million dollar college fund to worry about. My life has been and has been and is truly dedicated to my three Yang Gang members. And that's plenty. That is enough. That's a beyond full-time fucking job, full load and everything. Now, speaking of being happy, I said this briefly on my IG stories, right? I took a long drive Saturday morning, right, to Moore Park. That's past Thousand Oaks, right, to meet an old friend who I've known since high school. And um, it was early in the morning to check out this golf course and I thought about all the shit that we used to do and all the schemes and plans and all this stuff and dreams we had, both as as teenagers, right? And uh, we we're like, well, we're going to be neighbors. We used to always dream about driving from, you know, from Beverly Hills to the Valley through Coldwater Canyon. You pass these three houses and be like, yo, we're going to be neighbors off Coldwater Canyon and Beverly Hills. You know, we're going to get a Ferrari, a Benz, you know, a Beamer, get a penthouse, you know, get all these kicks and all this fly ass gear go to the mall, whatever. I don't know, stupid ass shit. <laughs> you know, later on in my 20s, I wanted to travel the world. And um, I did a lot in my 30s, obviously a lot in my 40s too, right? Mostly with Jonas in my 30s and then um, myself in the early 2000s and then obviously uh, for work and everything else. But as a kid and as a teenager too, I, I realized never once and even though I was going through all the changes, you know, a lot of people didn't know I went to Albany High, getting kicked out of school. And I was, you know, and it wasn't that I was just, I just, I never said to myself, when I grow up, I just want to be happy. Even though those times are miserable times, I never wished for that. I wished for the materialistic shit. I wished to play in the NBA or something like that. Like I always assumed if I had the nice crib or the career or whatever, that I'd be happy no matter what. And like, you know, a job, it, it can make someone's happy. You know, it can make somebody happy. A car could too, right? But you got to be happy internally, you know? And when I get past all this bullshit, I am fully confident that I'll look back at all this and say, damn, thank God that that's over. And shit, man, I look back and not necessarily laugh at it. There ain't nothing to laugh about, right? But, I'll be very thankful when it's over and I'm already starting to, to get there. You know, one thing that does make me happy is I like to help people. Even during times I'm fucked up, you know, I like to. By the way, subscribers hang in there. We're about to get some shit popping. I'm close to really just kind of at least being able to, I don't know, that's not a focus. I'm just saying for subscribers, right? But I was blessed with this mouthpiece. I wouldn't have this podcast if I wasn't and I'm happy I know how to get out of trouble. And I mean that in so many different ways. When I'm in trouble, I know how to get out of trouble. But the most important thing I think about right now are my kids' well-being, their minds, their hearts. Happiness is all I want for them. Just to get past through childhood without any bullying or anything. You know, I mean... 
if they go through some struggles, whatever London has on his, you know, you know, with health stuff, but I want them to get past that, their teens through high school and just be happy. When they get a little older, I'll be able to help them even more, but I'm there to guide them through life as a dad. Nobody else could be their dad but me. I don't motherfuckers think they are their dad. They could be their dad. And nah. Trust me. Ain't gonna happen. Think about these teenagers today. And my niece, my cousin Steve's daughter, she goes to a prestigious private school in Bel Air. And in the last three months, two kids have already committed suicide. What the fuck is going on in your life? Your parents could drop 50, 65K. I know that's the money's not, I'm just saying like, what? One of the kids shot themselves. I don't know where the fuck they got the gun, but the other one, I'm just curious, like, you know how much, how many, the balls you have to have to kill yourself. And don't get me wrong, you know, I've, I've been in dark places. It just, like, what? Growing up today just ain't like it was when I was growing up. Or even like it was even 10, 20 years ago. But I just don't want my kids to be lazy. That's important to me. I don't want them to be entitled. And I will never enable my kids when they're wrong. They will always be held accountable for their actions. I will not at all, I refuse to be that bullshit, fake, unconditional love type of dad. I've seen a lot of rich kids you know, whose dads backed them up when they did some really bad shit. And I, do, I get they do it on a level, but I mean, you know. I'm talking about kids that I know that killed somebody in a drunk driving accident and the parents supported them in the wrong way. Now, someone's got to feel the pain a little bit because you just took someone's life, man. I know that's a very extreme thing, you know, but there's people, like, oh, you know what? I don't, whatever you want to do is fine. I just support you. No, that's bullshit. That ain't parenting. You're supposed to support your kids, of course. But not all the fucking time. If they don't fucking, if they're not held accountable, then it's just, you failed as a parent. I don't give a fuck how good of a person you are. Anyways, back to goals. I think one of my biggest goals, really, as an adult, was to be married and have kids, just be a happy dad, have a house filled with love and my family to come home to. And you know what? That's going to happen. Sans the woman, right? <laughs> and believe me, listen, no woman is going to meet my kids unless I am 10,000% sure her energy will be more about my kids than it is even about me, okay? You know, I think about the pandemic and when I bought the Katon Explorer, aka the RV, I was in such a happy place, man. Driving across the state, you know, over the West Coast with everyone and everything that mattered to me and just being outside. I didn't give a fuck about any watches or jewelry. I didn't give a fuck about my McLaren. I was just about, I was all about chilling. Being outdoors, you know, having, like I said, just not have to worry about my colitis. We got a bathroom, whatever. Just be inside the RV, looking at a view, maxing on the couch, whatever, just chilling. I got snacks. I got food. We got a kitchen in there, you know, chilling out, watching movies, hanging out with my kids. 
you know, then go play some games, you know, watch some TV shows until we watch a movie till we all fall asleep, little family movie while all of us are in bed. And then to wake up to that smell of some Filipino breakfast, you know what I mean? Have some coffee, then go on a hike. Like, yo, it was incredible. The only thing I do wish that we did more of during those times was find some lakes that we could have gone fishing in. You know what I'm saying? But trust me, I am about to buy some fishing poles and take the kids fishing. No cap. Want to go freshwater bass fishing, you know, like, Castaic right there, right? Um, I want to go to Redondo Barge. There's some nice pier fishing in San Diego. There's pier fishing up in Santa Barbara. Look, the boys are going to go crazy for that. That's something I was trying to do so heavy in Hawaii. I just couldn't. And by the way, Ryder's birthday is coming up. He's about to turn nine in a few weeks. And I got a big bang planned for Rai Rai at my new crib. And I got so much more. I just can't wait. I know he's going to fucking go crazy. And Kaya's birthday is right after that. And then London. And then, you know, his back nine is about to be popping. But um, as these days and weeks come in, I'm just excited to fill this new house up with things that we all will love. And we don't need much. I don't really need a lot in here, right? I, we filled the other crib to the fucking max. Like I just don't, nah. A few more things left to dial it all in. It's getting dialed in every day. But um, even though, you know, I talk about shopping on Amazon and all that stuff, whatever, I, I hit some brick and mortar shops, right? Because I, I, I needed to really touch and feel shit. I don't want shit to come, have to fucking, you know, I don't have a car right now. It's big enough. No fucking, no SUVs. Like the, the shit that I have to get, like couches and shit like that. Of course I have shit delivered, but I was inside Crate and Barrel. And um, one thing about Crate and Barrel is I love their silverware. I love their cups. I love their, what the fuck is it? Houseware? I mean, plates. Yeah, plates, right? Plates, bowls, all that shit. All that shit is my favorite shit to go there for. And I go in there. I'm like, yeah, I want to get eight of this. I want to get eight of this, eight of this. And this lady's helping me out. And she was low-key really pushy selling me on shit. I had to stop like, yo, listen, man, look, I'm buying shit today. Please relax. I'm here to get things. I need things. I have to get things here, okay? And if it's not what I want, and even though I am in a rush and I need things, listen, please don't push. Don't even nudge me, okay, with an alternative option unless I'm asking you. All right, listen, I'm a salesman. And I hate someone to sell me. I know what I want. And she said, sir, I'm so sorry. You know, these crate and barrels are independently ran and each store has quotas and your sale and these things could really help us out a lot. Because I was like in between this couch. It was kind of expensive, but not really. I mean, not expensive, but it was just, you know, it was, let me think about it. It ain't fucking $800. It ain't $2,000. It was just, you know, I was like, give me a minute. When I mean a minute, I mean like 10 minutes max. And um, she was like, you know, things are really bad right now for us and, I was like, look, as a previous small business owner, that shit hit different, okay? And I didn't settle for like just a random couch. I mean, it's still a really, really nice couch. I'm sure I could have saved some money and got something else, maybe the color I wanted, but it's going to work. It's fine. And it's still very nice. I just felt bad at that point. I could see she was like, she really needed the sale. Like When I left there, they were all so grateful for the sale and and of course, you know, they get their commission. And, and I mean, like, look, 
A lot of stores I walk into are dead. I know people ain't scared to spend money, but the certain stores were like, motherfuckers will go to Wayfair or whatever and buy furniture, you know, Amazon. But like, we are in a recession. And I'm sure it's going to get worse. I don't know if it get worse in 2008 and I think people just don't give a fuck because COVID scared them so much, right? And that's what's actually scary, that people don't give a fuck to go broke and will just spend because, you know, the pandemic had them so shook. But that ain't a good reason to be dumb financially, okay? Now, I'm not in the best financial situation, but I mean, like, I've been smart for the past fucking decade or plus, right? But at the same time, it I'm starting a new life, right? I need to live my life and get, you know, get this shit, like, get all this off my mind. I need to clear my mind so that I can go to work and get back on my gangster shit, back on my grind, but while all this is going on, there are so many stupid ass, unnecessary obstacles. And anytime I get a second to think, I just think back. I like sit back and really think to myself like, do some people realize if I can't have a clear mind that people don't eat? Fuck eat the same. They won't eat as good at all. It's like, don't be stupid when somebody who really is in control of a lot of your fucking future. It might be a good time to bite your tongue, you know what I'm saying? And pause so we can get where we all want to go. You know, this ain't some shit that moves quickly. Trust me, and I want this shit to move quickly. I'm not one with patience, right? You know, I was listening to the Jay-Z song when I was on that drive to Moore Park and he set a bar that was so fucking tough. I mean, it's, so, it's just a simple thing that he said, but at the moment, it really hit different. And it, I forgot what song it was, but he goes, a wise man told me, don't argue with fools because people from a distance can't tell who is who. Let me say that again. A wise man told me, don't argue with fools because people from a distance can't tell who is who. Now, shit. Be careful who the fuck you hang around with, okay? A lot of people who are good people find good in other people and they don't see the bad. I'm not saying you should focus on the bad. I'm saying you should see the bad and they don't realize that them not seeing the bad could legitimately be blocking your blessings, especially when you're around pieces of shit and their energy rubs off on yours and then you catch a stray bullet from something that they did in their past and you didn't know about because they're good to you anyways guys let's take a break all right let's pay some bills be right back what's up guys watching captain picks crow has been a beautiful thing as a sports fan, seeing how a group of strangers can join together to make real income through wagering on games is something real special. NBA playoffs, NHL playoffs, UFC, MLB, soccer, tennis, golf, and more. You need to come rock with us. We even have live betting notifications to help you win big while watching the game. Not only do we have multiple handicappers in every sport, we have a data-driven algorithm that helps us figure out strength of confidence. 
Sports betting should be a team game. Take promo code BTB and go to captainpicks.com to get 33% off any daily, weekly, or monthly package. That's right, guys. You can get a one-day, three-day, seven-day, or 365-day pass. I always recommend the annual because it's always better to have and not need than need and not have. So go to captainpicks.com, use promo code BTB. Guys, you got to be in it to win it. What up, y'all? We're back, and I want to start this part of the show by saying smooth seas don't make a good sailor. That shit hits deep and heavy. Now, we're going to get into the NBA in a minute, but I actually never heard Jimmy Butler's story before. It's like the NBA's version of the blind side, right? And when I heard a bit of it, I researched it and read more about it. And wow, he had some major setbacks. And that man, Jimmy, the way he plays and everything, you can tell like he came from a different cloth. Like he truly turned tragedy into triumph. And I love hearing those type of struggles, man. I fucking love it. I actually embrace and love that in a few different times of my life, when times were dark and I had no flashlight, I was able to make the adjustments I needed to and change my life for the better. Which even more recently to right now. You know, night life hacks and no fucking life hacks. I'm talking about wrong turns, bad decisions, and having to feel that pain and make those mistakes. Now, I don't know what the fuck I did in my lifetime to deserve what's going on right now. But I am confident that when the energy comes back around and the sun flips around, look, man, those against me will know that they're going to regret going or betting against me. Okay? I'm not talking about anybody specific. I'm talking about a lot of different things and a lot of different people. And there's people out there I don't even fucking know that are probably betting against me. It's all good. I used to love to be a sprinter. Big fan of fucking Ben Johnson. Big fan of Usain Bolt. But look, I'm about to find some marathon runners to mold my life after. Look, I am a marathon runner when it comes to life right now. I was never about the long term. I'm all about the long term. Okay? Yes, running a marathon, bad back and bad knees. Look, I'm not talking about actually running a fucking 26 miles. That doesn't come across my mind. I'm talking about in life, the metaphor, okay? Fuck the bad back and bad knees. I'm talking about for real, like just my body is weary now, okay? I am a survivor. Again, listen, fuck the tough times don't last. Tough people do. I've been through that. It's smooth seas do not make a good sailor. And I am currently riding through some tidal waves, tsunamis, you know what I'm saying? Shit flying everywhere. And I'm riding in a fucking humdinger. I ain't in no yacht. It's all good. I put myself here for a reason. 
sidebar back to the bullshit. I, I really use Amazon way too much. I absolutely have to chill on Amazon. I've said this before. It just has gotten way out of hand in the last few years and it's just so fucking convenient and I know out of the convenience and the price points like how the fuck do you compete I'll tell you I didn't know Target and Best Buy in the store will price match their TVs and shit that they sell in there and they will and it's like fuck that I'll do that in Harpies pick it up right then and there right but I'm going to try to just avoid it if I can Again, I do feel bad for the brick and mortar shops out there because they're a dying breed. You know, I was in Macy's last week getting some bedding, getting some towels. And the only reason I was at Macy's was because Bed Bath & Beyond is going bankrupt. And I went in there and they're having a fucking clearance sale and it was a fucking shit show. And I was like, nah, man, I'm, I don't want no shit on sale. I, I want to get the fuck out of here. But when I walked into Macy's in Eagle Rock, California, it, it, man, it was, that shit was sad and depressing. Like it was like a ghost town, but like a ghost town of employees, like motherfuckers don't want to work. You don't want to work? Like what's up? One checker, seven people. And they're like double checking. Like this, this, there's a return thing. And then there's a the fucking skew. It's just, God damn. I was like, yo, I got to take a piss. I'm hungry. It's fucking five o'clock. I haven't had a meal today. Like, look, I know it's unavoidable. And that brick and mortar shops are going to close down big businesses like Macy's, whatever. Maybe it goes online. I don't know. But what I wonder is what will come of these larger malls or places like Eagle Rock Plaza? Eagle Rock Plaza has been around since I was a little kid, motherfucker, and I'm old. I remember driving down the two freeway and going to my mom's friend's house and passing that freeway back in the day. And I was like, damn, Eagle Rock is low key a little lit area, man. You know what they need to do there at Eagle Rock Plaza? They need to get a better fast food chain in there maybe a Chick-fil-A, Raising Cane's, or a fucking something. And they need to get rid of that Chuck E. Cheese in there. Get a Dave & Buster's in there. Like, Popeye, make it happen. It's far enough from Hollywood and North Ridge and all that shit. Get a Dave & Buster's in there. Get some more non-Filipino type shops in there. Okay? I did hit Jollibee, though, by the way. For those of y'all asking what city was I in, whatever. Everyone said Daily City. No, I, I wish. Actually, I don't. I just don't have the time to be in San Francisco right now, but... You know, the Eagle Rock Mall is a nostalgic place for me. I used to take um, London and Ryder there a lot. Well, we used to go to that Target all the time before Kyle was born. And we used to walk in there. There's a little shop. They have malls all over the, I mean, at least in California. There's a little place called Tokyo. It's like a little shop that sells like Pokemon, Super Mario, Hello Kitty shit and whatever. And before Kyle was born, we were going there like twice a week, at least every fucking once a week. And walking back in there after not being in there for like six years, I, I low-key got emotional. I recorded a little video for them, you know, like just to show them like, damn, you remember this spot? Eagle Rock has some great restaurants too, man. Shout out to the Oinkster and um, the, is it the taco spot? I forgot. God damn, the entrance, all the food there. There's a lot of good, there's some shit there. Cindy's Diner, man. In fact, on Saturday night, I just couldn't sleep. By the way, last night, I got seven plus hours, and that's a record this year in 2023 for sure. But Saturday night, I cannot sleep at all. I just couldn't sleep for shit. So I decided to get in my car, and I drove to every single place I lived in since I was born. Okay? 
up till six years ago, I'm saying prior to six, that my crib that I have right now, I'm so, I just drove to every single crib, crib I was born in, where I lived after, you know, all through from Koreatown to Beverly Hills to fucking West Hollywood to Pasadena to fucking Atwater and just all the fuck over, right? I passed by all my old cribs. And the craziest thing is, all my old cribs are still there. Now, mind you, again, this is L.A. County. Of course, I'm not talking about my apartment in New York City or my place in San Francisco or my place in Albany or Berkeley. Now, why did I do that? I, just, I don't know. <laughs> I wasn't looking for any answers per se, right? I mean, it would have been nice, right? I just, I just feel like right now without the kids, I just have so much free time. You know, my mind ain't there to work. I do jot down ideas of things that I want to do. Obviously, I am working on my new line of, you know, merch with the Be Better stuff and everything. But it's crazy. I just I just really have a lot of time on my hands. And when I get motivated to do something besides, you know, getting shit for the house and whatever, I don't know. I mean, golf does take a lot of time, but I haven't got more time than on my hands than, than you know, <laughs> than golf can do right now. It, it, it's a weird time. And let me tell you, when you're going through it, when you're going through tough times, time runs slow as fuck. Okay? Time runs slow as shit. Time is running as fucking slow as molasses right now. Okay? I'm just blessed to have the means to be able to do a lot of certain things. If I want to go leave, fuck it. I want to go get something cool. But, you know, on the flip side, when doors are shutting on people, that's when time moves fast. Three months and you know you got to move or do some shit or you got to figure out something, you got to figure out a plan. Trust me, that three months is going to feel like fucking three days. Okay? In my situation, three days feels like a fucking eternity. Right? But when you're not prepared for that, and you don't prepare for accidents. And that's what I do. I'm punctual. I'm fucking on point. I'm always pre-planning stuff. I don't take away from living. I'm micromanage my time. I'll multitask. But you got to stay ready. Right? When you got three months to make a plan or figure some shit out, even when you don't know, look, you got no choice. And if you ain't prepared for that and then doors close, they close faster when you're not ready. Trust me. And then that shit is 100% on you. Nobody else. Okay? Pivot time. Pivot time, meaning that's the cut to the next subject, right? <laughs> um, people are still talking about the Washlord Invitational, and it's wild. I really thank everyone who showed up, man. It was fucking, I had to last, man. At one point this past week, we were a top three story on Yahoo Finance. I think we were just top four yesterday. And I just cannot wait to get the next one going. And I'm talking about the annual Wash Lord, the April one. I'm talking about the one at the end of this year. That's going to be more player-driven, less sponsor-driven. And it's going to be dope. It's going to be lit. Speaking of uh, Wash Lord, I played Angelus this weekend. And it was like not really that busy, which is crazy, right? For a fucking Saturday. But felt good, man. You know, I got to really vibe out. I didn't play super good. You know, my, my goal was to break 90. I, you know, I've, I've played 
two rounds, like in the last two or three months, like three rounds most. It just, you know, it just, I wanted to feel the game. I wanted to feel my game. I wanted, you know, test out my irons and, you know, try to get my ball striking back where it was in fucking January, you know. And Angeles right now, yo, the course is pure. But for a public course, you know what I'm saying, $185 plus green fees on a Saturday, and it, that ain't cheap, you know what I mean? But I mean, this is, this is my career now, you know what I mean? And I can't wait to get back to playing one to two rounds a week at any good course, you know what I'm saying? From this point forward, I'm really, now that I'm settling in, I'm like, yeah, okay, okay, this day, okay, no, no, fuck that. I need five hours. I need to go play a full round. In fact, I cannot wait to play a full round of 18 with London. You know, I can't wait to start making my trips once or twice a month to Carlsbad to get my training on and get my golf on out there. I fucking love Arrowwood. I love the bridges. I love Torrey Pines. I love Goat Hill. I love all those clubs out there. And I cannot wait for the end of this month for this Pinehurst Maubon trip and to be able to shoot par three at different courses and travel the world again with my sticks. Like, I can't wait. I just feel like, you know, my mind, it just ain't there. It's barely there now. But now that I'm in the new crib, new energy, like, look, I'm like, yeah, fuck this. Let's go. I had a birdie. I had a good amount of pars, but I had a sick birdie on hole 14 at Angeles, one of the hardest holes they have there. It's 200-yard par three from the tips. It's like 219, depending on where you are. It's, it's, it's a fucked up hole. But I had a dope ass smack that bitch five feet from the hole, made that birdie putt. It was, it felt good. I mean, it felt good to make a birdie. But my best shot of the day at Angeles was on hole 16. It's a par five. It's like 519 yards. And it was my second shot. And I pulled out my five iron. And I hit it 190 yards. It was so fucking pure. I just striped it. It just felt so fucking good. By the way, my brand new tailor-made all-black P790s are so fire. I fucking love them. I just, damn, man. I've beat all my other irons and clubs up, but these are just my favorite. You know, I got to get serious. I got this US Open Pro-Am in a month. I got to prep. I got to get, like, I don't have time to let my mentals get the best of me. I, I got to get back on my gangster shit. I need to get dialed the fuck in. You know what I mean? I really need to get these rounds and I need to get all my shit right. I need to get all my focus. Like I wish I could put a simulator in here, but you know, it's just not what it is. Speaking of that, now, now that I got my TV set up in my new house, you know, for the first time in my life, I actually connected my TVs via Ethernet. And all you gamers out there, you guys do a telemonitor and stuff. I'm talking about connecting a 90 inch with the fucking Ethernet. And like, wow. What a fucking difference streaming makes. Like, you ain't got to worry about Wi-Fi. You are fucking directly plugged in. It's just something we should have did. Even at the old house, it, at my, my other house, it's like, we had the means to, had the Cat 5. It was just weird. I don't know. But it makes a world of a difference. And I can't wait to set up the boys' PS5, Xbox in their room, so we can get our COD, Halo, you know, get our gaming on, everything at the little gaming table. They just got all the shit that they've, they've always wanted. I, I wanted to make sure they just were good. You know, entertainment. Of course, Ghost did not disappoint. Okay? <laughs> I won't talk too deep into it. Yo, shit just stays so consistent and so fire. Every 
fucking every week every single episode where episode seven every single episode has been the shit okay and let me just say one little thing sax is a dirty piece of scum by the way mary j blige is a great actress Besides being a great singer, she is so good, but she is such a fucking dirty ass mom. God damn. Back to sax. I swear, I hate people like him. I hate a fucking mole, someone who infiltrates your camp, two-faced, backstabbing, smile on your face. I just can't, oh. Can't wait for Thursday night. It's, well, obviously they drop every Friday, but if you watch it at nine o'clock Pacific time on Thursday, you can watch a new episode. I can't wait till Friday. Fuck that. Episode eight. I, I can't wait. I, I hope this is a 12, at least 12 episode season. I hope they don't stop at 10. Fuck. Bring back fucking force too. Like, what's good? 50, what's up? Uh, by the way, fuck cable TV. Fuck direct TV. Fuck uh, AT&T, U-verse, whatever their service is. Look, no more of that shit. I'm not, no. Hulu TV is the shit. Hulu, which I've had Hulu and, you know, whatever. But Hulu live TV, that is my shit. No wires, no nothing straight to the TV. I will never get a box top, set top box, whatever the fucking internal box ever again. No fucking Roku, no Amazon, where the fuck it is. No need. I don't want fucking Alexa in the house anymore. I don't, want fu- I don't want Alexa anywhere in the fucking house. Not fucking with Alexa. Don't want Apple TV I got ESPN, I got the Golf Channel, I got all the news, I got fucking Netflix, Prime, all that other shit. Hulu TV just lets you put all that shit in there and, and just, I wish Prime had, they do have live TV, but it's not the same. You know what I mean? They don't got TNT and stuff like that, CNN, it's just so much better. Now, speaking of Hulu, if you haven't watched Dear Mama, then you are 100% missing out. And me personally, Growing up during the Pac era, knowing Pac, I thought like, what the fuck could they, like, what are they going to show in this documentary that I don't already know about? Well, let me tell you, a whole fucking series of it and many episodes, okay? Episode three just dropped, um, I think Friday. Yo, I highly suggest you watch this show. It was done so fucking well. Alan Hughes, man, wow. Hats off to you. And by the way, I finally ran into Alan Hughes this weekend, who directed this and so many iconic projects. Yo, the Hughes brothers are no more as Alan Hughes, but yo, Menace to Society, not just being one of the greatest movies ever, one of my favorite movies ever. I'm just, yo, the reason why I'm bringing it up is Alan Hughes said he's agreed to come on to BTB. He said he wants to come on the show and have a full conversation about a bunch of things and just go fall all out, ask him anything. And I want to talk about why Pac didn't, uh, you know, what really happened with Pac on the Menace Society, why he didn't make him, why O-Dog, whatever. And, you know, um, if time permits, I can make it happen so it's on the next episode or we do it the one after. But the fact that he's down is cool. He knows I knew Pac and I got some shit to ask him. You know what I mean? That Dear Mama documentary is the hottest documentary out there. Trust me, guys. Watch it. It is fucking excellent. Now, no TV and movie shit, but a TV legend has passed away. Um, I want to say rest in peace to Jerry Springer. Truly a legend. He was the OG of toxic television. He was a pioneer, trailblazer. Like, I miss all those talk shows during the daytime when shit used to go wild, right? 
like my late 90s were filled with cheap thrills and laughs off the Jerry Springer show. Like this man, yo, I cannot believe I never went. Maury Povich definitely changed his shit too. He like completely 180, but Jerry Springer is just so fucking good. You know what I mean? I used to buy his VHS tapes. This is way before DVDs of the uncut episodes. The ones where the girls went create more fights, more shit, whatever. It was, it, it was all right. It was worth the money. I was kind of broke back then, you know what I'm saying? But what's funny is during that era of time, that was back when I was hanging out with Alyssa Milano. Like we used to hang out a lot, right? And by the way, if you're anywhere near my age, then you know she was the baddest girl on TV, especially if you were a teenager growing up with her because me and Alyssa are the same age. Yo. In fact, you know what? She started following me on Instagram not that long ago. It was weird. And you know what? fuck am I talking about? She's married with kids. <laughs> but I used to have such a crush on her back when I was on 12, when I was like 12, 13, when she was on Who's the Boss. And um, we won't talk about the rest. We used to kick it a lot. We used to go to Bed Bath & Beyond on Ventura Boulevard and just buy random shit there. She had this dope-ass crib up Sunset Plaza. And then she got a crib with Benedict King. And it was fucking fly. I always felt like, damn, man. She's, fuck, I'm so broke hanging out with her. I mean, I had bread back then. I had a Beamer or whatever. But it wasn't like she was balling TV money, right? But anytime I think of Alyssa Milano, I think of like Bed Bath & Beyond Ventura. I think of Vipe Room. I think of Union Bar, Brent Bolthouse's Coffee Shop, and Jerry Springer. Okay, so Jerry Springer, rest in peace, King. Man, 79 is actually not that old. That scares me. It's fucking 29 years away. Shit. By the way, guys, have you ever tried to shake someone's hand and you just can't get a hand, good handshake? You guys can't align? You know what I mean? Like you miss hands here and there. It's like not in sync or it's not firm or you like miss out on a pound instead of an actual handshake or they can't even fucking high five correctly. That shit pisses me the fuck off, right? I saw an old friend of mine, another one, 35 plus years I've known this dude, and he always gives me a bad handshake. And it just didn't sit right with me. I stopped and said, bro, stop. He's like, yo, what's up with you? What's wrong with you? Listen, stop, bro. Grown man to grown man. I had to stop him. I said, look, I know, okay, this may sound aggressive. Stop what the fuck you're doing, bro. Open your fucking hand and shake my hand before I slap you. And he still couldn't give me a proper handshake. Okay, I just had to bring that up. I don't know if you guys ever had anybody miss handshakes. It just, that shit irks me. I'm sorry. All right, guys. All right, man. We'll get into the NBA right now. Yo, it is NBA playoffs time for real, for real right now, guys. Lakers in six was trending. But I really think we should have closed it in five. I don't give a fuck. John Moran or not. Look, it's all good. But this next series is going to be tough as shit. Okay, we need to get AD to really do his thing. We need him more than anything. We need pandemic AD to even think about getting past this tough-ass Warriors squad. And the Warriors handle business. I thought they were going to be out. I thought I counted my trail. I wasn't, what the fuck, I wasn't even thinking correctly. It's sad that Sacramento couldn't close it out. They couldn't light the beam again. You know what I'm saying? But the Warriors are so tough. Like, I was dead wrong. Like, we don't just need AD. Obviously, we need LeBron to come in and fucking D'Angelo. And fu what the fuck is going on with my boy? Actually, I'm not going to say his name because his girl listens to the show. Um, someone needs to smack some sense into Darvin Ham. His lineups, yo, his substitution, yo, he's, what the fuck, bro? 
Darvin Ham be stressing me out and I ain't got no hairline. He's pushing back my forehead now. You know what I'm saying? Like we can fuck around and really sneak into the finals. You know what I mean? But we need some, you know, we need to get, you know, some shit. We'll see. I don't know. Listen, Miami is tougher than shit. I don't know what he told you. And they even got Tyler Hero right now. It's crazy because, yo, Jimmy is just, Miami is tough. But I wouldn't be mad to see either them or the Knicks slide into the finals. That's who I want. I want Miami or the Knicks. To, I would love the Knicks going to the final just to see Michael Rapport and Jordan and fucking my boy Sudak and so many, man, rest in peace, Q. Man, if Q was alive and they made it to the finals, I couldn't fucking imagine. We'd be on the floor. Now, on the Western front, I hate Denver. I'm sorry. I know Austin Rivers is a homie of mine and, you know, he's been on the show. I'm actually salty because Bull Bull's not on the team anymore. I wish he had been in the playoffs. But look, I'm wondering if either KD is cursed or is it just CP? Actually, more CP3, right? Because CP3, is he ever going to get a ring? Like, what the fuck? I don't think Denver is getting past whoever gets past this Warriors Lakers shit. I don't give a fuck how fucking sound they are and how deep their bench is. Fuck them. Now, the 76ers versus uh, the Celtics, I, I don't know. I can't call it. That fucking game was so fucking boring. By the way, fuck both those teams. You know what I'm saying? I, I'll, I'll be sick if the Sixers or the Celtics make the finals. You know, I don't know. Enough about that, guys. Look, I got to get ready for this fucking tournament. Again, I am so happy for this new journey, aka my 16th life. This is so much better now. Again, it is my way. Shit will stay clean. Everything will run smoother. I'm excited. Okay, that's it for this episode, guys. To London, Ryder, and Kaya. Daddy loves you and misses you guys so much. Okay, I'll see you guys when I fall asleep. All right, y'all. That is it. Peace. Peace.